welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be here on a beautiful episode 54. I am your host, Max Mosier. Uh, wonderfully excited today to be with you. It's just me and another Infinity Bro today. He usually haunts my dreams, but he's made time for me today to, as he would say, tickle the eardrums of the Infinity Bros universe. Mark Jones. Mark, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad to be here again. I'm glad I've taken time out of my busy day haunting your dreams to be here to entertain the Infinity Bros universe. It is a full-time job. Somebody has to do it, and you are the one that stepped up to the plate to do it. You're right. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. I didn't say it was dirty. We're going to leave it at that. We've got a busy lineup for you guys today. We're very excited to get to some of the news. Obviously, the new Justice League trailer. What did we think of that? It's the black and white Snyder Cut trailer. Wonder Woman 1984. It is going to be on digital over Christmas as well as in theaters. We'll talk about that. We'll get into some uh, trailers as well for Batman Soul of the Dragon. Mark has a brand new list. That's right. Last episode. The people loved hearing all of the things that Mark had to review. So he went back and made another list of things he's watched. And then we close the show out with our top five Christmas movies ever. That's right. Even before Thanksgiving, we are breaking down the top five Christmas movies ever. Mark, I'm not going to bury the lead, though. This this is a big one for you and I. Although we don't have any of the other bros on, I think Robbie it would have been great to have him on for this. But you and I have really been touting this. But... The Snyder Cut of the Justice League is arriving on HBO Max in 2021, but uh, it was released as a trailer again due to copyright issues over the song Hallelujah, and it came out in black and white with some brand new footage. And Mark, I, I'm dying to hear your thoughts, but before we get into that, I want to make sure that those who are listening for the first time are familiar with our rating system. So I'm going to put the bumper for that right here. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step. Mark, I am excited to hear what you have to say. What is your ranking of the new Zack Snyder Justice League trailer? And what are your thoughts, if any new thoughts, of this movie or series or whatever HBO Max is going to do? I mean, from a trailer standpoint, I guess I would probably say like a 4.5 out of 6. Like, it didn't get me overly excited to like, I need like, I want it now. But like, as a trailer, it didn't like pump me up. Like, I feel like the first one did because that was kind of the first round of it. Um but I still, I still want it. I want it right now. I want them to just screw 2021, just make 2020 better. But um, I think it'd be interesting to see, I mean, besides the trailer, just all the new footage. I mean, maybe it's the same movie as Zane said. And maybe that's the curse he brought upon us for 2021. Do you think Zane will see it, Max? Will Zane see this? Well, it's interesting. For those that don't know, Zane last week on our, on our episode essentially said that he predicts this is going to be the same movie as the Joss Whedon cut, as I guess we'll call that. Even though right now I'm watching the footage again, we don't 
we don't do like a live stream YouTube. If we did, you you would see it. I mean, you can watch this trailer. You can see it in the show notes. I mean, there's a lot of new footage here. Yeah, Steppenwolf looks way better. There's a lot of stuff with Ray Fisher's cyborg that looks better. I obviously there's new shots with Superman. Oh, take that tangent on Ray Fisher. It'll be interesting with Snyder's cut how much more footage we get of Ray Fisher because I feel like we didn't get a lot of cyborg in no, the we movie. Didn't. So, like, will that add more fuel to the fire that Josh Whedon and Ray Fisher had, like, a, a beef during the filming? Like, when he stepped on as directing and, like, yeah. deliberately cut or, like, you know, sabotaged his scenes because he was like, I hate this dude. It's like, how much can we, how much footage of him can we take out and still make the movie decent? Josh Whedon, too, I mean, he has been known to have a bit of an ego. He lost the Batwoman project because of some of been- apparent sexual allegations but for me it's it's hard with these because it's always he said she said but when you hear two different stories to me that starts to go okay there's something to this probably joss whedon probably is not the best guy on the planet i'm in, i'm with you mark i think cyborg might be a more central focus of this movie obviously Snyder's original cut was over two and a half hours. Um, there's there's rumors that it could be up to 120 new minutes. We don't know if this is going to be one super long three to four hour movie or if it's going to be four different episodes like we've talked about. We've kind of exhausted that if you've listened to this show. I want to get to my thoughts real quick. I'm going to give this trailer a two out of six for one reason only. I hate that 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 Snyder released this as in a, as a black and white trailer. I thought the Hallelujah song was a little full of itself. I know Isaac came on here when that first trailer came on and he said the same thing. We kind of got on him for it, but I'm starting to kind of turn my way a little bit with Isaac and and kind of join his side a little more. To make this trailer black and white as if this is going to be the Citizen Kane of DC movies feels really really arrogant to me i know Zack snyder is full of himself i also know he's had a really rough couple years this is just not i don't think the black and white trailer needed to i don't think it needed to be in black and white i'll leave it at that i understood the choice to do something a little different it just felt way too it feels like it takes itself way too seriously And I think part of the reason that Justice League originally struggled for audiences was it took itself too seriously and didn't lean into the fun of of Flash, of Wonder Woman's um, lasso of truth, of Aquaman being a bro. They tried to do it a couple times, but it just didn't feel like it fit. Whereas when Whedon did the Avengers, it really felt like they all meshed together and those products and those IP really leaned more into the goofiness anyway. Well, and I think with the Avengers, we already had three established characters. Like, they had their own, really like, movie, four, one or I'd two movies. I'd say four. Four, four established. Sure. Yeah, with the, you talking, like... I'd say Black Widow. I'd say Black Widow was established. And I guess, technically, Hulk would have been, because he would have had his movie, but it would, it's just, this happens to be a different actor with Mark Ruffalo. So it's like, besides... With or with the Justice League, our established people are, um, who do we get? We get Batman, Superman. Wonder Woman. I, I won't even say Batman. We got like 
yeah, Batman v Superman. But I would say, like, technically, in a sense, that's still Superman's sequel, but just not Man of Steel. Like, it's not a solo Batman movie. So it's like, there was, like, not that, I guess, real feel to that. It just felt rushed. Like, I, I feel like we talked, said this, like, as a group, that it just felt yeah. rushed. Like, and we've talked about that a lot. I, I, I want to speak to the black and white part of this trailer did you get those vibes that this is taking itself too seriously oh yeah okay it's like here's our serious noir film that's gruesome <laughs> yeah. grounded and full of heartache and ruggedness and murder but but hope <laughs> but in hope. the american way sure yeah i just I, i'm getting a little tired of that with snyder i'll be honest with you mark i i, I have def you and i have defended this that's the thing I think Robbie's defended it too, but Zane has been critical of this. Isaac has been critical of of Snyder's belief on it. I Jarrett has been middle of the road on it. I mean, you, you and I have really been, I would say, the the touters of this, of the high fivers. I when that first trailer came out, I gave it a six out of six. I thought Hallelujah was just enough to like, you know, it gave me kind of the feel of Watchmen. But to add the black and white, just, oh, gosh, come on. All right, DC, we get it. Just whatever. And there's new footage in this, too. Um, th There is new footage. And, and I honor the new footage, especially the footage with Superman. I really, really like that Superman footage. And I think you and I both are saying, like, hey, we kind of would be okay with this universe getting another shot. Right? I think you and I have both said that. And Yeah, like, and we've had little bits about, like, is DC just going to go full bore on just an extended universe and start filming, like, different movies with, like, hey, we'll have a Michael Keaton as Batman in this movie, but it's in a different yeah. universe. But we'll have, you know, Ben Affleck as Batman still, but he'll be in this universe. But then we're still going to have Robert Pattinson at this one. And maybe we'll have a Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you, you've really, you especially have leaned into the multiverse is a must go for the DC universe. I love it. I think it's a great call. But why not? Then you're not then you're not handcuffed to this like ideal that like oh we should only have one Batman because that's what the Agreed. audiences can handle. It's like I almost I almost said the F word, Max. I just want you to know that in the Infinity Bros universe. I almost I know. said it. Because it's how like hyped I am and like angered that like Hollywood still like is in that mindset that the audience is dumb, so they will just get too confused. It's like, no, your your hardcore audience that's gonna go see this movie multiple times yeah. or buy the merchandise. Is all in on this stuff. Merchandise really is killer for these comic book movies. That's what people don't realize. The other thing is, the audience is invested. It's like a TV show now, Mark. Game of Thrones was wildly successful, even though it didn't end well, according to a lot of you. I mean, shows like Lost. These are shows that people are invested in. They want to watch these TV arc shows, and that's what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is getting right. Are they ending things? Sure, but... This is what DC can do that you and I know the IP. The other Infinity Bros know the IP. Many of our listeners, you guys are smarter than me on some of this IP. You understand what we're talking about here. DC has overcomplicated it. This just feels like, to me, another convoluted layer to attempt to make more hype for this, for this project. I don't even know what to call it. Product? Project? I don't know. I, I Reimagining? reimagining i i'm excited about it but if snyder continues to just make it like this like 
try to make a deeper meaning in a Justice League movie that does not require a deeper meaning like he did in Batman versus Superman, I'm gonna be frustrated. I think I, I just I, this just came to my mind. Maybe he's they want this black and white because they just want you to just like ingrain that, even though into like you know the the lighter side of the audience, someone that's not like deep into like the Snyder Cut, be like, hey. This is going to be, if you heard about Justice League, this is going to be different. So we wanted to have that different feel that this is going to be more on a, you know, in quotation, serious tone versus more of like a lighter Josh Whedon, what we get out of that. Or right. Jo- and Josh, I'm, whatever and I'm cool with that, by the way. I, I'm cool with it being air quotes serious. But why not a different song? That's the other thing. That's my big gripe with it. It's like, why didn't you, why? I get the Hallelujah. You did that with the first trailer. And a callback to Watchmen, which I'm a fan of. Yes. So, but like, why the second? Why use it a second time? Use something different. I agree. I I think if you're gonna go black and white on it, you should have had more dialogue from the movies. Maybe sh- show some some talking from scenes that we haven't seen before. I'm with you. I I think this this is a misstep to me. This is actually I, I would argue this is a strong misstep. This is making me, who was kind of all in, and I was a six out of six on that first trailer, man. When DC Fandom came around, I was like six out of six. You guys were touting the Batman trailer. This was my highlight of, of DC Fandom. This feels like it's kind of crapping on it a little bit. And I, I that may sound harsh to people, but a lot of people I'm talking to have already been really harsh on Justice League. I, I have been a little more, I would say, graceful with this series. And I think there's still stuff to be done. Uh, let, let's let's dive over to Wonder Woman 1984, Mark. Deadline reported this a couple days ago on November 18th. They were the first to do it, so props to them. Uh, nine, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be released on HBO Max December 25th, which is Christmas. It'll also be in select theaters based on who is open. Warner Media CEO Jason Kalar released a note about the media's conglom's wild decision. Director Patty Jenkins also tweeted confirmation of the news the day the deadline reported it, saying, in part, at some point, you have to choose to share any love and joy you have to give over everything else. We love our movie as we love our fans. So we truly hope that our film brings a little bit of joy and reprieve to all of you this holiday season. Mark, uh, again, COVID, it's been the sh- it's been a... Sh- Big topic on our show all year. We've talked about COVID cancellations, COVID movings, and we're going to talk. I want to ask questions of you of Black Widow, but the first question I have for you is what's your reaction to this, man? Wild. It's like, like I, like out of all the movies that were slated for this year to go right to streaming and not really hit a nationwide or wait until next year to release, it's this. Like, what, like, I, like, with Patty Jenkins, what she's, I wonder if she's like, um, if she's happy with it. Like I know, you know, she has to say she's all for it, probably contractually. But like it. But my other thought is, well, I'm sure she just gets paid the directed. I don't know if she gets any back end movie theater because that's where a lot, a lot of people make their money, or the company, like the production company, make their money back is ticket sales. Uh, where was I going with this? But um, they must have broke. You know, some deal where it's like, hey, we're just going to put it out there because we'd rather there be hype for it than wait and maybe wait even longer and, like, lose, you know, all the money we paid, what, last, earlier this year for, um, 
for marketing, for doing trailers and toys and stuff like that, to finally just put it out there, let people see it, um, still put it in theaters so we, you know, get that covered in the contracts that they probably have with people that have to have a theatrical release. But I I think we talked about Disney+. Plus. I think this is the next step of how we're going to see movies for at least the next year or two is just... I'm surprised they didn't do a pay-by-view thing. Like, you pay 20, 30 bucks. It's just going to be on HBO Max, right? Like, that's the other thing. Like, you don't have to pay for it. You just... you ha- If you have HBO Max, you got it. You can go watch it. There's a lot of stuff to unpack here, okay? So, I'll start with uh, Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot and the crew, the Chris Pine, the, the team behind this. I'm devastated for them. And normally I'm a pretty big like, oh, whatever, actors and actresses can kind of like shove it. They make so much money. But I am devastated in particular for Patty Jenkins, who I have said and have touted, and you have said this, Robbie has said this, every Infinity Bro really has said, Patty Jenkins is the next generation of excellent directors. And for this product, for which, which to me, I was interested, I was intrigued, and I, I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it, but my dollars aren't going to go as far towards this movie as they normally would. I would maybe have gone to see this once or twice. I would have taken my wife to see this. She really, really enjoyed Wonder Woman the first time around. I'm, I'm devastated for them, specifically Patty Jenkins. Gal Gadot and Chris Pine are going to be fine. Patty Jenkins, this is like a career-altering potential thing for me, in my opinion. I think it's been hard for female directors. She's cream of the crop. Um, she needs to be doing a lot of DC stuff. I know she's committed to the third Wonder Woman and that's it after that. But she, in my opinion, needs to be a James Gunn type of director. So I'd start with her. In regards to DC, this is a botched choice, in my opinion. They needed to stay the course. And we'll talk about what Black Widow is doing, in my opinion, in a bit. But they're staying the course. They're saying, we're going to wait. We're going to hold out because we can. I think... Unfortunately, this is showing that Warner Brothers maybe cannot wait financially. They may need to do this compared to Disney, who is seeing a lot of success. Did not even think about that, Max. You're right. That might be their move. Follow the money, Mark. Right? Like, the truth will set you free in regards to the money. Usually, I'm on top of the money part. But, yeah, you're right. That probably... It's okay. I'm I'm reminding you. This is a money choice. Purely, plain and simple. Black Widow has not released yet, and I I feel bad comparing them. There's a lot of parallels, obviously, like first female hero, blah blah blah. But the parallel here is the timing of this. The well, they parallel... were supposed to come out at the same around the same time, like exactly. maybe a couple months apart. Apart, and if you've been to any, I'm sure people who listen to us maybe might be action figure collectors, or you know, go into a Target, look at toys or whatever for kids or whatever. You've seen the Black Widow toys. You've seen the Wonder Woman toys that's been out since May and July. And, like, at this point, some of them are on clearance. So, it's, like, like it's just odd that one's taking the choice to just end it and just release it. And then the other is deciding, hey, we'll hold on and maybe do another, you know, release of stuff down the road. The reason I don't think it's the right choice is because of Mulan. Mulan proved that if Mulan had been a success, Black Widow would be going on Disney+. Plus. However, but if Black Widow came out first, then there'd be a total different vibe at Disney. If they decided to do that with Black Widow, I would guarantee more money would have been spent getting that movie. I, I get what you're saying. I think for me, I'm I'm just saying this is Warner Brothers putting their money where their mouth is and saying we cannot wait any longer. 
we have to release this. We need to make money on this because we invested too much into it. But then why not, going back to this idea, going on the money aspect, why not make it like a 10 to $20 pay-per-view type of... I don't think they can do it on HBO Max. I think they're they're trying to help HBO Max too. I think I think this is this is I mean it's the same concept as the Disney Universe app, right? It all went on to HBO Max. Why not add the argument there could have been like why not add a dollar a month for the DC Universe part of it? A lot of people would have said yes to that. Oh, like the add-on like for Hulu, like you can add on ESPN or even add on Disney Plus for that. Yeah. Why not add on? Well, there are opportunities. I mean, DC there. already had its own app, and they're like, "Oh, we're just going to absorb it into the HBO Max." So it's like, why didn't you just make HBO Max a cheaper product, and then have these other add-ons so you could add on to it? And so just and I'm it all also available. in the camp too, Mark. The other thing I'd say too is I'm in the camp that I'd pay fifty dollars for these movies. If I wanted to see it, I'd pay fifty. This is a movie I would pay fifty dollars for. I like Mulan. No way, I pay fifty. No bucks. way. We're not paying $50 for a movie we don't know about that and and Mulan didn't even in the side note with Mulan, it didn't even have Mushu in it. Mushu was a huge reason. Eddie Murphy was a massive reason that movie yeah, had success. Yeah, but they wanted to go more true to the story. And Whatever, it's baloney. It, it, it's baloney and they can go as true to the story as they want, but they didn't make money off of it. And at the end of the day, you, you can be culturally relevant and still make money. They needed to make that choice with Mulan. I still haven't seen it. It's a huge reason. Why that movie, in my opinion, didn't do well. well. In December, you'll be able to see it. So, so I'm just, I'm just speaking to Mulan. Now, in regards to Black Widow, I think some people are going to say Warner Brothers is doing it right and Disney is doing it right. Not me. They, Marvel is doing this right. You need to wait it out. This is going to end, in my opinion, in March. I think we are going to be good to go by March or April. I think this vaccine is moving pretty quick. This is just me kind of pontificating. I don't really have any, like, you know, inside sources outside of what people who are watching the news are reading. But I think that's the direction we're heading. I think theaters are going to be opening up more. Do I think you're going to make what you would make normally? Absolutely not. But you're going to make more on that than on HBO Max. I think Warner Brothers is trying to play catch up with Disney Plus when Disney Plus just, they got lucky. They, they released at the right time. A pandemic occurred. I think everybody and their mom got Disney Plus at that point. Um, that that's just that's the reality of this. Mark, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna watch this online, or are you gonna go try to see this in theaters? Uh, well, knowing North Dakota, I mean, being on the border, that's true. North Dakota probably, will be wide open. I they'll bet be though. open most likely. So, I mean, I'll actually probably see it on HBO Max before I see it in theaters because. I don't think I'll see a movie that weekend, but I'll be able to be home and watch it. So we'll see. I think Zane said this. Zane's a big proponent on this and you are too. Just the, like the, like the event part of seeing a movie in a theater is, is kind of the spectacle of it. That's what's, that's what I enjoy going to a movie for. Well, and that's the point I wanted to get to. And this is kind of an overarching theme. We've talked about, we've actually been, I think we've been ahead of this subject. We've been ahead of this subject. I think Mark, I, I, if you've never listened to us, Go back and listen to some of our episodes talking about the theaters, especially during the pandemic. We have been talking about this a long time. And I think a lot of people have been like, no, that's not going to happen. Let me tell you guys, if you're listening, theaters are going to die. Your local theater, unless it's owned by the major conglomerate. No, not even the major conglomerate. Regal Theaters is going under. AMC is going under. Like the big, no, the big theaters are what's going to disappear. 
your local mom and pop theater might survive because, depending on your community, because that's the only place to go to see new movies. You're going to have to travel long distance. We're going to see drive-in theaters come back, I yep. think. Yep. Um, I I think movie theaters are dying. I think you are seeing the beginning of Disney+. Plus. I think Disney+, Plus is going to move to like $30, $40, $50 a month, and people are going to pay it. Because what's going to happen is they're going to pump everything through those streaming services. Like, yeah, if they're select, like, hey, the new Toy Story 6 coming out, and you only can see on Disney+, Plus, Disney+, Plus is 30 to 50 bucks a month, yeah, you're probably paying for that. Because it's like, well, I mean, I can't see it anywhere else, and I know my kids see it on TV all the time for yeah. ads and see it in, you know, the stores for toys and all the different marketing to do there. So, yeah, you're probably going to end up paying for it. And people are going to poo-poo me saying $30. Like, I'm not going to pay that. You're full of crap. You already pay 120 bucks for cable. So, like, Bingo. X you're, that out. You're and just, full of it. You will pay it, guys. And get Disney+. Plus. You will, especially if you have kids. And a lot of people that listen to this show are big, big, young kids people. I'm just I'm just making it clear for you guys. I, I'm with you, Mark. Theaters are dying. There's no way for them to live through this. This is, this is, the, this is the final nail in the coffin. For Warner Brothers to look at AMC and all these theaters and basically say, we're going to release them both, they just told the theaters you're done. And they have to. I think they both have to. I think the theaters have to accept it. And Warner Brothers, in their minds, I'm assuming that Warner Brothers is struggling financially. That's the reason they're making the choice. I'm assuming that Marvel thinks we've got money in the bank. Black Widow is not paramount to our story that is going on. We can release WandaVision. We'll hold off. All their stories are involved. They're involved, matter. but I'm saying like you can. Just they like can Captain do Captain Marvel. But they can do WandaVision beforehand is what I'm saying. They're, they're shifting the focus from Black Widow to WandaVision. You can see it in all their marketing right now. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm I'm excited for Black Widow. I'm, I'm over the moon excited. I'm more excited for Wonder Woman than I am for Black Widow. And that says a lot because I'm I'm one of the biggest MCU fans there are. I'm going to do everything I can to try to go see this in theaters. And I would recommend to our listeners they would too. If you are somebody that has gone to movie theaters, you need to go see this movie in theaters if you can. Obviously, you need to be safe. If, if you're at risk or... Or in an area that's at super risk that doesn't wear masks and now is leading the nation... In most COVID cases per million, and your state doesn't even have a million people in it. I mean, I, I'm no, I'm no mathematician, but you know that's some crazy numbers. No, I'm 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 saying if you believe in this theater in in the theaters, if you don't want to see everything go through streaming, I, I do think you need to be going to see these movies in theaters. I, I believe that. I I believe we have to show up with our capitalistic dollars. It won't matter Not though. Those I think it's I don't think it's going to matter. That mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no i agree i i'm with you mark this it's a fascinating conversation make sure you check out our previous episodes we've talked about this a lot but dude theaters are dying and you and zane are nailing it i mean these big movies are going to be all we see a24 you're gonna see like all these lower tier like <laughs> all these lower tier production companies are gonna die but a- yeah well I say A twenty four puts out some good movies though, but yeah, you're right. They do, but how are they going to get them out? They're going to have to make deals with Netflix. I mean, back, back to direct video. VOD. This goes again though with Netflix, like Netflix and Disney Plus. Well, okay, hang on. Think, the timing is insane to think me. about. Think about Amazon Prime right now. They just didn't they just buy like uh, Coming to America, like the second one. 
Like, that's what we're going to see. Amazon's going to know what? We can probably pay $200 million to these people, get the movie rights, and just it's exclusively on Amazon Prime. Everybody gets paid. They wash their hands of it. The consumer has it. Like, maybe, maybe that will be the new thing is, like, you'll make this movie in hopes one of the big companies buys it, and you just make mo- your money back on the production side, and you make a little on top. And, like, that's how movies might go, and you might get yeah. cheaper movies. You might go back to what, like, the early 90s, mid-90s were, where you had, you didn't have all your movies be $100 million plus budgets, and just have cheaper True. 20 to $50 million movie budgets, and, you know, put out better stuff and just have less... Movies being yeah, maybe the MCU is just going to be primarily like on TV. Like maybe Disney Plus is the way to go. Like we all kind of were like, man, how can they do that? But now it's like that might be the. Well, only think about way it like this: it. we have what three Captain America movies of like six hours total, and the Winter Soldier. Or, um, um, why am I blanking? The Captain of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know why I blanked on that. That's what eight episodes, maybe an hour long each. So it's like right there. There's more footage of that show than there is of just the Captain America movies. Like, I'd rather have that than a movie. Tell me a big arcing story that gives me six hours of, you know, fun time. The consumer, the consumer is smarter. Like you said, the consumer is willing to give as much time as you ask if it's a good product. And that's why TV is owning it. It's it's we're in the golden age of TV and that's Mm -hmm. a completely different. We're getting off topic. Let's go to the next topic here. Uh, Batman soul of the dragon. Uh, this exclusive trailer just, came out and it's it's coming up really quick here mark uh i I wanted to get your thoughts and review of this trailer uh real quick i am gonna pull up the imdb but uh before i do that mark why don't you give us your review and just quick uh rating of this trailer a rating of a trailer uh four to six it got me interested in the whole like i'm gonna go see it like it gave me it gave me some interest you're gonna rent it you mean rent it whatever (laughs) or buy it right away i'm sure that's will probably be you know if you do a cost analysis probably going to be a better route to go just buy it um but yeah it's you know another batman movie it looks like it's set in the 70s kind of just given the dialogue and the style of clothing and hair that the they've animated these characters in um not really familiar with it like i know we talked about this before the show is you know i'm a i'm an avid batman fan and this just flew under my radar and i'm like how does it not hit any of my social media from all the things i follow that batman soul of the dragon's coming out and coming out really soon, like in January. Yeah, its release date is January 12th, 2021. The storyline is Batman, Bronze Tiger, Lady Shiva, and Richard Dragon join forces. Forgive me, I just uh, bumped something. Uh, join forces when they come to realize that they share a common acquaintance. The martial arts master that trained them has been missing for a number of years and under mysterious circumstances. When a cursed relic resurfaces, the mystery of their dead master reopens, and Batman and his former classmates must face off in the ultimate test of their martial arts skills to gain control of this dangerous relic. Uh, Directed by Sam Liu, uh, written by Jeremy Adams. It's going to be produced by, by, uh, oh my gosh, uh, um, Tim, what's his first name? Bruce Tim, yep, who did the Batman the Animated Series. Uh, my, uh, Bruce Wayne will be played by David G- Giantoli. Giantoli. Michael J. Jai White, though, is going to play Bronze Tiger. Kelly Hu plays Lady Shiva. Gray Griffin, who's in a lot of DC stuff, is in it as well. Mark DeCoscos is playing Richard Dragon. James Hong playing O Sensei. This has a really, like... For it's a kung fu Batman movie. Yeah, that's what I got over too. I forgot to mention that it's like it's kung fu Batman. Totally. 
it's it it it's a kung fu Batman movie that is totally underwhelming for me as a trailer. This is so underwhelming. I give it a two out of six. I cannot believe how underwhelmed I am by this by this trailer. That, for all intensive purposes, in my opinion, should appeal to me more than it does. I'm excited. The things I liked, I like the time that it's set in. I like that they're leaning into more of a kung fu and they're going with a much more diverse cast, in particular with the Asian director and actors. I just, this trailer just didn't do it. If I'm rating the trailer, it didn't do much for me, two out of six. And I'm with you, Mark. Where the heck is the marketing for this? Where has this marketing been? Where, where was this during DC fandom? Right. This needed to be right in front of me in DC fandom. It's an R-rated movie. They've done a killer job in, in these movies, but it feels like the rest of them have been marketed well. I, I know about Gotham Knights. I know about that game, but that game ain't coming out for another year and a half. Like, I, like how do I know about those games, but I don't know about this movie? And it's not like it's a an announcement of a project. Like, obviously, this movie has probably been done for a while. Or at least by DC Fandom, to like announce, hey, this is coming out, and, and maybe it was, and we just missed it totally. And, and and there's a good chance, by the way, we did it. We're human. I mean, and and we're just doing a podcast. We're we're not like. But for me, it's it's nuts that I, like you know on Twitter I follow like Batman related stuff, Facebook I follow Batman related stuff, Instagram I follow Batman related stuff, and not one thing about this movie cross any of those paths. Our group, Mark, does a pretty good job of keeping up with stuff on Twitter in yes. particular. Twitter is the main news source. I would say Reddit. Jarrett's on Reddit a ton. None of us saw this. None of us saw this till this week. And I would have cared about it had I seen Michael J. White's on there. Just for him alone, I would have been like, oh, man, that's interesting. I want to see this. I, I Even if, that, if they had just announced he's going to be in a Batman Soul of the Dragon movie, it's going to be a Kung Fu Batman movie. Uh, two out of six for the marketing. I'm at about a four or five out of six in excitement for this movie. I'll check it out. Won't rent it right away. January is going to be a busy time for us. Uh, th- this movie is going to be very fascinating, though. Very fascinating. I, I am interested to hear what, what Robbie thinks of this trailer as well. Uh, Mark, that's all we have for news. Should we head over to Hot or Snot? Why not? Let's head over to Hot or Snot. Hot or snot. <laughs> Hot or snot is where we talk about the things in pop culture today that are relevant to us individually. Maybe we're watching film. Maybe we're watching TV. Uh, we're checking out specific things. Uh, and there's only two of us, so thankfully the list is going to be much shorter uh, today. Mark, is it okay if I go first? I know you got a long laundry list. As long as you don't interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> You're referencing Robbie last week, aren't you? <laughs> yes. He, he is. He is, for those that are <laughs> listening. I want to talk about uh, my snot to start. I'm I'm disappointed in. Uh, f- first off, I watched Rip T Rip D, R I P D, uh, th- with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, oh, this uh, the rest in rest in peace yeah. department. Rest in peace department. I watched this. Yeah, rest in peace department. Two out of two out of six. This movie's full of cheap laughs. The only part I liked was Ryan Reynolds, so I just wanted to snap that. It's an older movie. It came out like two years ago. Oh, I think it's been out longer than that. Dude, I think it's been longer than that. I got I got to look it up now. But you, you yeah, look, look it up. Look it up while I talk. I, I I just that was a side note of like I have to put. Max said two years ago. It's been seven years since that movie hit theaters. Shut your mouth. Twenty thirteen. Seven... No way. Are you way. serious? Way. Dude, that movie feels like it came out yesterday. It's got like Kevin Bacon. It, it's. It's so bad. 
I was like, when you said two years ago, I was like, there's no way it's that the new. The only reason it's two out of six is Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. That's it. it, it it's it's borderline one out of six. I mean, it is so bad. It's so bad. Sorry. I, I just, I had to like. Now I want to rewatch it. Cause like in my mind, it's like, I think it was okay. I probably would have given it like a three out of six, but like not two, like, you know, but it's really hard for me to like really hate something. So I, I get you. I get you. Yeah. And you, you tend to just say it's not that good. Three out of six. That's kind of how you roll. Um, I want to talk about American gods. So I, I, this is a show that you can check out on, um, oh gosh, not HBO. Is Forgive it stars? Me. Star. Thank you. Okay. Stars. Yes. This is a Stars series. Um, gosh, I, sh- I have it pulled up. I apologize, guys. That That's stupid. Isn't I the, brought it up. Is the guy way. from Deadwood in it? Um, yep. So it's got Ricky Whittle, who plays Shadow Moon. Emily Browning plays Laura Moon. Crispin Glover plays Mr. World. Crispin Glover's in it? Crispin Glover's in it. Yep. Yeah, Teddy Badaki plays Bill Quiss. Uh, she's absolutely fantastic in this. She's going to be getting more roles uh, as the years goes on. Uh, Bruce Langley plays Technical Boy. Pablo Schreiber plays Mad Sweeney. Ian McShane is yep, who you're but, thinking yep. of. Uh, he plays Mr. Wednesday. And uh, there's actually a lot of other people. Or- Orlando Jones was on this product. He played Mr. Nancy. He ended up leaving the project uh, during the, uh, the in between the second and third season, which is premiering soon. Um, this show has I haven't talked about this show much. Um this is a show that's interesting to me. I really like this show. Now, if you listen to this show, you know that we come from a Christian framework. I work in youth ministry. I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've taken pastoral um, responsibilities, I would say. I'm not a pastor, but I've preached. I've worked in kind of pastoral care. And so I think that's just a framework I'm coming from. I really enjoy great fiction, and I'm able to really work through specific fictions to to get a lot out of stuff this show is definitely a show that is not for everybody i would argue if you can't handle westworld don't even don't even take (laughs) your time to start this show this is a show that talks about the worship of everything that america worships i think it's fascinating i think it's a great discussion on what we worship so it's like a good social commentary like a like a watchman in a sense it is one of the best social commentary tv shows I've watched in a long time. I see. I think Ricky Whittle is Shadow Moon. This guy is a special actor, man. This is the guy that I wanted to play Blade. Um, He's so good. I think he would kill this role. He is remarkable in this show. But I'm putting this on my snot because the season three trailer just came out. And the season three trailer is just meh. And I cannot believe that this show is just meh. But as you peel the layers back on why it's meh, the original showrunners showrunners left the project. Oh, showrunners! They left the project after year two. Uh, Several actors. I talked about. um, I I talked about Orlando Jones. He left as the role of Mr. Nancy. He's been kind of a big role. I don't know how they're going to fill his role. Like, is Mr. Nancy just being replaced with a different actor or just, like, not a part of the show? According to IMDb, he is not in any of the season three episodes. It's just he's not in the show. I got another question. I haven't seen this, and I've been meaning to see it, and I can't believe there's already a third season coming out. Um, who Who's the guy who, like, created it again? Like, who's... Because um, that's a, that's a famous guy, isn't it? Like, who am I thinking? Brian Fuller and Michael Green. Well, no, I mean like those are the creators, and now the they're show, off. They right? are off the show now. Yes. And this is American Gods, you said. Yes, American Gods. 
But but Ian McShay is coming back. Is that Ian added? McShay is coming back. Um, and, and more importantly, Ricky Whittle is coming back. He's the most important character in the show. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything. Neil Gaiman. Those. That's who I was. Yes, of. Neil Gaiman's he part is, of it. Yes, is, yes, 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 yes. Because it's based on his novel, right? Correct. Gotcha. Correct. So this is just this is a great social commentary, in my opinion. It is. I, I mean, it, it's an HBO stars style show. You're gonna get some pornographic images. Uh, you're gonna get uh, some Effenheimers, but you're also gonna get incredible uh, visceral shots. But I mean, isn't that real life anyways? So like, it is real life, and I mean, it, it really depends. And and I I don't say that I'm not mocking anybody who can't handle these shows. But I, you like giving people the benefit of like, hey, if you don't want to watch this in front of family, I'm gonna give you a heads up. Me, I'm like, here's a shock value. Go. Yeah, see you it. you are like, go watch it. Don't matter. I I am in the camp of pick and choose what you're watching, and and let us sift in the Infinity Bros podcast. Let us sift through those shows that we feel are too much for you. This is one of those shows that I think is too much for a lot of people. I think I, I I would actually strongly not recommend it for a lot of people. However, I got a question for you. Another off topic, or not off topic, but side note, is is the, if this is a season or show I watch, will I be surprised that you don't watch other shows that you refuse to watch? For sure, okay. for sure. This show has some insane stuff. I believe Robbie. I'm fairly confident Robbie has liked this show. I'm fairly confident Robbie has watched this show too. Because I've talked about this show with somebody. Yeah, not um, me. No, I haven't. It, it, first season in particular. But I want to watch it, though. The first season of American Gods, Mark, is one of the best seasons of TV I've watched. I would put it in my top ten. That's, it's pretty, that, that's pretty big praise coming from you. It, it is that good of a show. Uh, there is some stuff in in this show. And, and, and again, it's really the social commentary. It talks about war, technology, drugs, lust old old gods it talks about the old gods you know leprechauns um zeus it, it talks about all these things that people have worshipped over time and it does it in such a creative way it's a very phenomenal diverse cast uh it's got some new actors and actresses that are just absolutely dynamite uh crispin glover is fantastic they they had to do a t- look up the story behind the scenes even if you don't watch it just check out how they got crispin glover they basically gave him the whole first season script because he he was like so like I don't want to do this. Yeah, that's what that's what like it like gave me like an eyebrow raise is thinking Kristen Glover doesn't do a lot of like mainstream stuff now. Dude, so it's and like... his his role is awesome. I will leave it at that. I will say nothing past. I will say nothing about the story except it's an HBO Stars style show. It will talk about the the, the one thing I'll say is this: there is an episode. Where all of the Jesuses that people worship are in one place. It is a fascinating, absolutely fascinating episode. I think a lot of Christians would watch that episode and be incredibly offended. I was not because I do think that there are certain Jesuses that people worship. And I'll leave it at that. And uh, I thought it was just a great social commentary on how to talk about that subject. It, it They do it in good taste. They don't mock anybody in particular. They kind of throw everybody against the wall. Every religion gets thrown into the meat blender, is what I'd say. Um, I'm I I just want to snot American God season three. I haven't seen an episode yet, but I'm pretty frustrated to hear that like the showrunner is upset. Uh, Orlando Jones is out. There, there's just a lot of big pieces that aren't returning, and 
I want to see guys like Ricky Whittle succeed. This is a guy I want to see go on to do Marvel movies. Um, I think Teddy Badaki is is phenomenal as Bill Quiss in this in this show. Um, Pablo Schreiber is dynamite as Mad Sweeney. These are these are these are actors and actresses that are newer that have to get pumped up into other roles. And this show needs to continue for that to, for those things to happen. It's it's what's happened. We've seen it with Game of Thrones. We've seen it with Westworld. Um, I just want to see it with this show. So I've spent a lot of time on it. I'll move on. I'll go to my hot now. Um, it was jokingly tweeted by Isaac this week, but I'm excited that the Tetris movie got moved to Apple TV. Mark, oh, hold up, hold up. They're making a Tetris movie. They're making a movie about Tetris about the creator of Tetris. Oh, okay, so not like okay. I was thinking like an emoji type movie. That's what I instantly went no, to. No, 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 no. But like a like a biopic. Okay, that's different. That's di- okay. Okay, my shock has now been reduced. Go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, Taron Edgerton's gonna play uh, the the creator of it. I don't know the name of the creator at the top of my head. Forgive me. But the Apple TV has bought the rights to it. And again, we're I'm promoing our show a ton. But you got to go back and listen to some of Mark's thoughts on Apple TV. I mean, Mark, you you have said uh, hey, it's it's worth the four ninety nine a month. For all mankind, is in particular, is just a great show. For, for all mankind, the I'm blanking on some the uh, C with uh, Jason Momoa, the series with uh, Stephen Carell and Jennifer Aniston. I'm blanking. Good morning. Good morning. Great show. Even the one with um, gosh, I'm I'm so bad remembering stuff like this. Uh, but I can remember the plot. Like it's a American football coach ends up being becoming like a soccer football oh manager, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah and it's a yeah, comedy yeah. and has um yeah mm-hmm. uh, sudeikis in it right jason sudeikis yeah jason sudeikis isn't it hilarious um you got the bc boys doc love it and there's like that tom hanks movie i haven't seen yet great stuff they have, they have a ton of stuff i still need to get to but for 4.99 a month it's worth it you can probably blow through all that stuff in two months and it'd be then you can just cancel it so there you go ted lasso is the show you were referencing thank you, you yep. no I, I i'm excited i i will probably actually that's I think that's something I'm going to ask for for my birthday is is an Apple TV subscription, just because like I have, I, I've I've been impressed with what I've heard from you. I just haven't had the time. I guess I've had the yeah. time the last two weeks, but I've been catching up on other things. Um, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. I did not talk about this when I watched it a couple months ago. I rewatched this movie. This is Mark and, and work our Stan Lee's, which is our annual um third we'll have the third annual Stan Lee's coming up here next month, where we kind of go through everything that happened in the year and movies that we are like, hey, this is the best movie and the best TV show of the year. I'm gonna tell you right now, Peanut Butter Falcon's gonna be on my list for Stan Lee's um going into next month. This is a remarkable movie. If you have not seen this movie, this is a must-watch immediately movie. Uh, this stars Shia LaBeouf. It came out in 2019, but I'm going to count it probably for 2020, just given the crazy hoopla well, that's Remember, happening. with the Stan Lees, it's stuff we as bros have watched in the current year. That's true. Year. Yep, it's what we've watched in the current Because I believe year. we all of us had stuff that, like, Robbie had his number one TV show was Office, which is like, yeah, cool, because he finally watched The Office. This is your one-month warning that this is going to be on my list. Um, This one has Dakota Johnson. Uh, John Bernthal, I talked about Shia LaBeouf. He's the main character playing Tyler. Uh, it also stars Zach Gottsagan. He plays a Down Syndrome young man who uh, works alongside of Shia LaBeouf's character. And the I actor will actually leave... has. He does Down actually Syndrome. have Down Syndrome. 
Uh, I'm going to say Zach runs away from his care home to make his dream of becoming a wrestler come true. Mark, this is a must-watch for you of a movie. A must-watch of a movie. I mean, I'm not going to be your Debbie Downer, but, like, I didn't really enjoy it. Like I, you watched this? Yeah, I I believe I talked about it because oh I watched. Oh my gosh, it like I did not ago. hear that. I'm yeah. sorry. I this to me is this this is so no, good. See, I, no, see, this is amazing. I'm shocked to hear not, you have not liked this movie. Yeah, and well, I, I won't say I not liked it. Like I just didn't. What I expected was a lot different. Not saying it was on the wrestling aspect, but a lot of people I've talked to about it, like they loved it. So I'm like, oh, that's great. It's just like I don't. It just didn't connect with me. That's all I got to say. And it has nothing to do with the wrestling part. I love sure. that part. But just, like, kind of the story that's being told and how, um, I don't know, maybe it's, like, the lack of care, like, the character gets that really bugs me. And, like, that's maybe why it's just, like, uh, anyways. It's still, Shia LaBeouf is a great actor. Like, that's all, that's what I'll say about that movie. And, like, the story, like, the story as as a whole, yeah, it's good. Like, you know, I wouldn't say, like, you've probably given it a five plus out of six. Like I'd probably give it in the four range, so like I'm not I'm not poo pooing. Oh, this is this is the highest of sixes I can sure. give. There you go. I'm, it's just not it's not a six for me, but it's still going. They have Jake the Snake Roberts is in the end, so there you go. I, I I'm looking at Shia LaBeouf's list of movies. I can't tell you a movie I like more. I, I th- this is Shia LaBeouf's best movie by a mile to me. Um, th- this is this is such a great movie. You have just the story of this down young man who is dealing with stuff i'll leave it at that who just happens to join up with this guy named zach who has down syndrome and his dream although simple and from you know you have this complex character with this air quotes i I say air quotes because i think zach is still complex with this not complex character and their journey is just fantastic we watched this the first time on a plane right before the COVID stuff hit. And it didn't really click with me. I rewatched it, and I believe you could check this out on Prime Video. Um, I, I forget how we watched it. We watched it somehow. I can figure it out. I think moment. it is on Amazon Prime. I've, I think we watched it on Amazon Prime. We, we like, rented it again because Sarah loves it. And I forgot how much I love this movie. This one has heart. It has incredible acting. Again, this is Shia LaBeouf's best work. It is on Hulu. If you're subscribed Hulu, to Hulu, thank you. That's you where watch we watched it. it. Thank you. That's where we watched it. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I love Peanut Butter Falcon. I cannot speak more of it. I've spent so much time on it. My hot or snot. I'm gonna keep and moving. Amazon Prime. It's on both. So if you, it you is on both. Okay. Two. So yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I thought we watched it on Amazon, but um, and then two more trailers I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Texas Six trailer. Uh, this show is coming to the CBS uh platform. It talks about uh, six-man football in Texas. This will be premiering on Thanksgiving, and I will be watching however many episodes they have out on it. I'm very excited about this. You can check out that trailer in the in the uh, show notes. What's CBS's uh, price for their online streaming? I believe they're free. Is it? Well, I got to hop on there and start watching some Twilight Zone. Yeah, for sure. I, I, need to watch I thought Twilight it was paid too. subscription. I don't know. Okay, so this Texas Six is about Texas Six Man football. It's a six man football documentary. Uh, their coach is like one of the win- winningest coaches, and and it's it's like a Friday Night Lights show, right? Like it's so five out of six. I I'm not gonna judge the whole show before I see it. The trailer was good, not great. The trailer that was great, and again, the, both of these they're football related movies, but they blindsided me. Safety. This trailer for Safety that on Disney good. Plus. 
I cannot believe how good this movie looks. I'm like, where did this come from? I had never heard of it. And it's coming out here December 11th. I'm going to be watching this day one. It's the story of Ray Ray McElrathby. McElrathby? I hope I'm saying his name right. Man, I hope you are too. (laughs) I hope so too. I apologize, Ray Ray, if you're listening. A freshman football player for Clemson University who secretly raised his younger brother on campus after his home life became became too unsteady. I cannot wait. Cannot wait for this show. This looks absolutely dynamite. This is this is the stuff I'm looking for, for for the streaming services. Show me great original products. And this is what I'm looking for. I cannot wait to watch this. I'll be there day one. I'll be shocked if I don't give this movie a five or six out of six. I just already feel like it's going to be really that good. I love the trailer. Six out of six. I I was very pleased. This is the opposite of the Batman argument, Mark. This movie just showed up on my timeline, and this trailer showed up on my timeline, and I can't be more excited. So that is my hotter snot. Mark, I'll pass it off to you. Well, just like last episode, I have endured another set of movies in the past week and TV shows. And when I say movies and TV shows, it's stuff I have watched on Netflix. For I like that reason, you said endured, too. That's the best part. Well, some of these you had to endure. Um but I'll start off there. I think I saw, gosh, we're in the range of like 12 to 13 shows and movies. Um, I'm able to just like throw them on and do my work and stuff through the week. So it's not like I'm not doing anything. If anyone cared about that, who cares? Whatever. Who cares I about I care me? about it. Mark, Mark, I care about it. All right. Number one. First thing I got through. Um, I watched the show Maniac. I think that's how I'm pronouncing it right. It has Jonah Hill, Emma Stone... The premises, they're going through, like, just a, a short rundown. They're doing drug trials on, like, how to cope with, like, a painful memory and, like, get rid of it. And then it just brings you on this bizarre journey because, like, their minds meld together in this, like, underground, um, like, pharma testing site. It's nuts. Great. Also, like, the episodes all vary in range of length. Some are, like, an hour long and some are, like, 26 minutes. It's crazy. So you can get through it in a day. Um... <laughs> I gave that a 5.5 out of 6. Really enjoyed it. Um, Next movie. This one's a movie. I watched The Babysitter. And it's kind of like... It's a newer... It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix Netflix movie. And it um, kind of goes back to like the slasher type of movie. Where it kind of has some of those tropes where uh, the kid's babysitter and her group of friends like try to murder him. Because he witnesses them do like a satanic ritual and kill like a nerdy kid in his house. And just all the hijinks oh that you there. Yeah. He, and it's it's like campy and it's... I don't know if it's trying to be funny or like it's just trying to... Like, hey, it's a slasher and kind of... There's some comedy thrown in there. They've made a second one, I, I just noticed, too, on Netflix. So I'll, I'll eventually watch that this week. Um, I gave it a 5 out of 6. It was... I enjoyed it. It kind of threw back some tropiness on 80s slasher films, but like kind of brought it to a modern era. I, I would recommend it. I watched Scott Pilgrim... <clears throat> Versus the world for the first time in like nine to ten years. So like six that's out of six. That movie. Six, six out, out of six. six. Oh, that gosh. movie means more now, knowing like all the actors and actresses that are in that movie that are like just it like involved in everything I watch now. It's just nuts. And I remember at the time, like it like it did not do well. I feel like and like I feel like a movie like that comes out with that cast, like they could do the same movie with that same cast, boom, it'd blow up. It'd be amazing. 
do a sequel now with all those people. I don't know could how you not do that. speak more highly of that movie. Yes. If I wanted to. The movie's fantastic. Six out of six. Um, I watched Monsters, uh, Dark Continent, which is... I don't know if it's a, if it is the second one or the third one of the monster series. And, like, the monsters was, like, a first of its kind, you know, with, like... And the monsters are, like, aliens that are, like, creatures that, like, landed in, like, Mexico and, like, spread throughout the... Um, or at this point now, it's spread out through the world, but fan fantastic this movie. Dark Continent. Just, wow. It was, like, I didn't quit the movie. I had some thoughts to just stop it, which I've only done for, like, three movies in my whole life that I've never finished because I just thought it was so bad. But um, there was like a, I think I fast forward probably 20 minutes in the beginning because it was like, okay, you're, you're telling me a story that I know is not going to matter in the end of this movie, which it didn't. So fan fantastic. That's bad if you can also tell. Like if you can tell that out the gate, that's, that's bad. It was, and it was almost two hours long. So like, I'm just going to save you. If you're expecting another movie like Monsters, not going to, not going to do it for you. That's, that's tough. Mark. Um. I watched a movie on Netflix. You, uh, you got me. Oh, you get me, and it has um. Be- I think it's Bella Thorne, and I think Bella Thorne's also in The Babysitter too. Um, but it's like a teen drama thriller, and I don't know if I'm just not. It, it just seemed like the whole movie as a whole, like this, the premise of the movie s- looked good on paper, but literally could have ended with a call to the police. I give it a two out of six. Go. Yeah, I, I would still recommend go. You are watch. negative today, Mark. Yeah, well, that's hang on. That's my only negative. I think those are my last negatives for I'm today. I'm just saying. Yeah, I. This is a lot of negativity from a guy and who gives was, a it lot felt, of. It felt like Greta that movie, where it's just like it could have all mm-hmm. ended if one or two people went to the police, or like showed them, hey, this is what this person's doing. It would have been really easy to clean it up. Um. I watched a series called Bumping Mics with Jeff Ross and David Attell, and they did. It's three episodes over a weekend in New York. It's like the end of their. Um, their, their comedy tour with this show called Bumpy Mikes. They have some good jokes. They have people like Bob Saget, Gilbert Gottfried on. Bruce Willis shows up to a sh- I think he's just a just in the crowd. And they he just happens to be there. And they, like, you know, involve him. Um, Paul Rudd is another person that's, like, in the crowd. and Paul Rudd's the best. Yeah. it's I would I gave it a five out of six. It might be too crude humor. Gilbert Gottfried says one of the most... Like, Kelly, my wife, walked in right when he's telling this joke. And she's like, what the heck? Like, looked at me. Like, I'm a bad person. I was yeah. like, I didn't say it. He mm, did. Yeah. Right, yeah. I've been um, there. <laughs> so, five out of six. That's how me and my wife are, Mark, with Grey's Anatomy. She watches Grey's Anatomy, and then I walk in on the worst possible scenes ever. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, it is hilarious. I watched a movie Code 8, and has, I think, the Mel Brothers. If I'm getting, I know for sure it's Stephen Mel, but the other the Mel Brother I'm always confused with, because they're just both dreamy. Um, it tell like the whole premise is like people, some people have superpowers since like world war two, but now people like society doesn't like people with powers. So they like register their powers. It's like a very X-Men vibe. Um, I give it a four to six. Like I liked the kind of going back to, um, you guys in bright. It's like, I love the story that they're going to like, you know, the whole world that's involved, but the story that was told, I was like, nah, so four to six, I gave that one. I uh, watched a show called With Bob and David with uh, David Cross and um, uh, Better Call Saul actor. What's his name? Bob uh, Odenkirk. B- uh, Odenkirk, yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's kind of a playback to their... I'm blanking on their show from the 90s, but it's kind of like, it's like a continuation, but like reimagining of like that. It's also a show that was affected 
with um, the whole blackface. Like, there's no, there's supposed to be four episodes, and episode three is not in it. Because there's a, there's a, because it's like a sketch comedy show. Right. And David Cross is like a, a blackface and like gets attacked by cops. But this is before like the whole George Floyd um, murder and stuff like that. And like that blew up our society and, you know. So like that, you know, it was affected by that. Not saying that's a negative thing. No, no, no. You're, you're just, you're just saying those episodes were removed because of that. Um, Five out of six though. I like, I love those guys. Those guys, it's a different type of comedy. So, uh, might not be the thing for you, but I, I enjoyed it. I watched another show called Documentary Now, which is a, like, Fred Armisen, Bill Hader, and, like, Seth, uh, Seth Meyers, like, creation. And, like, each, and it has Helen Mirren, like, at the beginning of each show, like, hey, welcome to Documentary Now, like, season whatever. And, like, tell, it's, like, these fake documentaries that they do, like, a comedy sketch on. And some of them are, like, fantastic pieces of art. And some are just crap, but I, I gave it a six out of six because like the crap ones are just more funny, and like that awkward hilarity where it's like it's painful to watch in a sense, but just over like if you just understand it, it's hilarious. Six out of six that one. There's three seasons. Go watch it. Uh, watch the movie The Founder, which is the oh, story about like yes. how McDonald's started like as we know it as a big franchisee, and you know how. Ray Kroc, like, really undermined the McDonald's brothers and kind of took that idea out of them and just, in, like, a year, just, like, exploded McDonald's everywhere across the nation. And, like, the whole idea of, like, making everything the same, no matter if you're on the West or East Coast, like, the McDonald's is going to be the same atmosphere, same menu, nothing changes, and kind of getting over that hump. And just how bad of a person Ray Kroc really is. Oh, gosh, yes. Ironically, his last name is Kroc. Yes, I know, and that's, there's a joke on that where he's like... I mean, you can't call it, you know, Crocs. Like, McDonald's is, like, the perfect name for it. Um, I give this movie a 5.4 out of 6. Go watch it. Uh, Another movie that's Netflix exclusive is Extraction. It's the Chris Helmsworth, like, action movie where he's, like, you know, extracting a kidnapped kid from India. Or they they happen to be in India. Loved it. I actually really enjoyed it. I know Robbie, I think, has seen it. I gave this a 5.5 out of 6. And I'm kind of... That's a high rating. That's a high rating, Mark. Yes. It's just, like, what really got me to that 5.5, and I, I think this might be the future for movies, is, like, the split between English and, like, a different language. Where it's, like, you have subtitles for some, like, you're really playing true, like, hey, we're in a different country, so a majority of these people are going to speak this language. Right. And I, I know people hate reading subtitles, but I'm all for it. I'd rather have more authenticity with that stuff than, you know, oh, everyone speaks English in, in India. Okay. Um, 5.5 out of 6. Go watch it. Uh, this is I, this is not on Netflix, but I still rent DVDs because I've been doing it since 2010 from Netflix because they still do that. It's still a service you can go out there and find. Um, Annabelle comes home, so it's like new in the Insidious Conjuring Annabelle series. I gave it a a 4.9 out of six. I like some of them have been like the last the one before this Annabelle. I hated it, or you know probably three out of six at the time. But I love, like, this is my favorite kind of, like, horror thriller, like, story where it's, like, like, possessed, haunted, like, satanic stuff involved with, like, the Christian, like, fight against it. Like, that's, like, evil. Like, evil is a perfect example No, of I totally, you know I, I, just like, the way you said it. Like, that's my big, like, I know. It, honestly, <laughs> like, is that why you like the show Evil so much? Yes, that is literally, like, yeah, the whole I'm kind of with you on aspect that. to it. Just like, the, like, the, you know, put it on the spiritual armor, right. fighting 
you know, yeah. all the bad forces of evil. That's why I like Sabrina. It's like, I come from that aspect to be like, where they try to, te- like, the show tries to be like, oh, these angels are the bad people. It's like, no, no, no. They are the good people. If I'm, <laughs> but yeah, it's just. <laughs> no, no, no. So, like, I'm excited if they do more Annabelle, oh. Insidious, Conjuring movies. Like, keep the, they had the spooky demon creature in there again, which really spooked me the last time I saw it. Luckily, I was prepared because I already saw it once before. So, I'm like, nah, I got Jesus on my side now. So, um, and my last one, because I just finished it. It's not, uh, it's on HBO. So, it's not a Netflix one. Love Cap- Lovecraft Country. Six out of six. This is just bad This show is insane. Show is and, insane. Like, just give me another season. See what you go down. What rabbit hole we go down next. So, like, it's just insane story. Like, I, I, th- I have to watch it again. Because I feel like I just missed so much stuff. So Yeah, I'm I'm only, like, three, four episodes into this season. I That's a show I'm, like, I'm taking it in small doses. I am I need to go slow with that one. Did you watch the Undertaker uh, Hot Ones episode yet? I have not. And I know uh, a friend of ours, Nick Gillette, sent it to us. Yeah, make sure you watch it. Um, I listened to about half of it, uh, and then I'll make sure I review this next episode. But I, I'm gonna on hot ones though, and wrestlers. I know it's a, a thing that's been out there that basically how the wrestler Sasha Banks from WWE got into the Mandalorian is because John Favreau watches Hot Ones and saw her episode and was like, she might be good for this series. And uh, I, I gotta make sure. Did you you this came out two days ago? I'm assuming. You watched the Dave Chappelle and Donnie, Donald Rawlings, uh, Joe Rogan episode yet? I've not. Oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna that. I'm just over the moon about that one. Yeah. So, and then the other trailer uh, was Chaos Walking. Did you watch this trailer yet? I forgot to do this one. Chaos Sorry. Walking. I I have not. What's that about? Okay. So Chaos Walking. Let me pull up the IMD real quick. The, there there were two trailers I totally blanked on that popped up on on YouTube. I'll start with Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, this trailer looks horrible. One out of six. Oh. I know I'm not the audience. Director's I saw that Tim trailer Story. Too? Yeah, horrible. I would agree with you. One out of six. Like this, this, this movie looks abysmal. Chloe Grace Moritz, Michael Pena, Rob Delaney. I'm sorry that I I don't know how much they paid you guys, but um, congratulations on the payday. That movie looks absolutely abysmal. It doesn't make any sense to me why that movie exists. Uh, Chaos Walking is coming out January 22nd. It is a dystopian world where there are no women and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds called noise. Uh, and then, noise. Um, yeah, so Daisy Ridley appears to Tom Holland's character. Mads Mikkelsen is also in it. It's written, uh, written by Patrick Ness, Christopher Ford, and directed by Doug Lyman. I'll attach the uh, the uh, link in the show notes. This trailer looks great, Mark. I forgot to hot this one. 5.5 out of 6. The only th- reason I'm not giving it a 6 is I feel like I could have used just a little more information, but maybe that's serving its purpose as a trailer. Some people say I need more information. Some people say I've, I don't want as much information as I possibly can't get. Uh, go check this trailer out. What they're doing with the air quotes noise so when Daisy Ridley's character confronts Tom Holland the first time, it's like a smoke around his head, but it's articulating his inner thoughts. It's just an interesting concept. I'm interested to check this one out. I think this one's going to be good. I, I, I believe in Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. That's the other thing. I believe in those two. Um, 
this looks great to me. Five and a half out of six. So make sure you check out this. Um, Mark, should we head to the top five? Let's go. Let's go why, to the top why five. Why we wait? We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. Every week we like to do a water cooler discussion top five. All the Infinity Bros agreed that uh, we should be celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving. All six of them. All of them. All of us collectively said, no, scrap the top five we were going to do and just do a top five Christmas movies. They said, guys, we can't be there, but make sure that you talk about the best Christmas movies. So we're going to give you the two real lists, the best Christmas movies. Mark, uh, we're going to, since it's just two of us, we're going to go back and forth real quick. Uh, let's talk about our honorable mentions first. So, Mark, why and don't you I give have me... some. I have I, some honorable. I mentions. do too. We're not doing it for charity, but the charity is. But Christmas. I thought it was just two. Yeah, charity's Christmas. And with the the charity's Christmas. Us, we got to have more movies involved. Am I wrong? I agree. Yeah. Let's 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 do right. our honorable mentions. You go first, then I'll go. All right. Do you just want me to list all of them, or we just go back and forth? And list them, and and we'll have banter. Okay. I'm okay. sure. So here's my honorable mentions that I wrote down, and there's probably like if I could have I could have written fifty, but I did not because I just didn't want to at the moment. Um, How many Hallmark movies are on on your list? Is is what um, I'm dying just, to hear. I just put any Hallmark movie as an honorable mention. Did you really? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh. <laughs> any, I don't care how bad it is. If it's like <laughs> Kelly and I talked about this because there's a new uh, there's a sequel to a horrible one on Netflix. She's like, it's just like a Hallmark movie. I was like, is it on Hallmark Channel or is it on Netflix? Because I can take a Hallmark bad movie. That's Christmas related, but nowhere else. I draw the yeah. Like, it's like a specific aesthetic. Yes. Are those movies? Um. So yes, that that wasn't the first one I was gonna say, but yes, any Hallmark movie is on my honorable mention. I thought for sure you'd do so it. Maybe and there are. It just 50. shows how well I know you. There it is. Um, going with the rest of my list, I have Batman Returns, The Santa Claus, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Elf. And then Christmas Chronicles, which is on Netflix. I also have Christmas Chronicles in my honorable mention. And Mark. I believe That's there's a, a second great one coming movie. out this year. I'm excited. I'll watch it. Um, I, so I'd have Chronicles as well. Um, I have Home Alone 1 and 2 uh, on my honorable mentions. I have Rudolph. I have the cartoon version of The Grinch. And I have the Frosty movie. I have It's a Wonderful Life. That maybe would be uh, blasphemy to some people. people. And the Christmas story is also on my honorable mentions. That is as well. I'm interested to hear the dialogue as we get closer to the number one spot, Mark. I won't I'm, spoil I'm actually surprised it. that Home Alone isn't on your top five. I will tell you that Home Alone 2 is my number six. What would your number six be from your list? Oh, from my list? Yeah. What would number six be, if you think? Oh, number six. Um... Maybe we should switch it to top six. No, Yo, because there's six our, of us. Narrative. You're right. Because this, because we have everyone six listening movies. right now is just it's just hearing history being made. Because now we have just moved to a top six. Okay, so my number six is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's number six. Okay, good. Yeah, number six for me would be Home Alone two. Uh, number five. Go number five, Mark. Uh, Die Hard, the first one. So Die Hard's not on my list. I am, and that's just because I'm not a big Die Hard guy. It's, it's, I'm indifferent to the movie. I'm not mocking it, and I'm not taking a side on is it a Christmas movie or not. 
That's why it's not on my list. Number five. I, so this, for, this hang on, I got. I got. Like I don't yeah, think you're like, oh, you're stupid. But just like Batman Returns, if the whole premise of the movie happens over the Christmas time before and after, that's a Christmas movie in my book. Because that that Christmas is a character. Would you include or, Iron Man? So Iron Man three would be in it then. Yes, and I Shazam. I think Shazam happens during Christmas too. Oh, right? it does. Yeah, I like that. That's my argument for that. It's just like if it mm. happens, because like a holiday is in itself a character. Agreed. That, you know, so like if it if it's a character part of the movie, it can fit into the Christmas narrative and the Christmas subcategory of films. How civil of us to agree so easily on these things? Well, it's because, you know, as the Infinity Bros universe and the Infinity Bros, Christmas is the top holiday that should be respected and re- and yeah. and respected amongst all of us, no matter I'm glad how the six of us late. agree unanimously on that. Yeah, I'm happy, too, that we finally came together and agreed that Christmas can be celebrated after I'd argue year-round. I'd argue year-round. Year-round. Some people have a whole room dedicated to Christmas yeah. year-round, so, like, I, I wish yeah. I could be one of them one day. You will be, Mark. You will be. Number five for me is the Santa Claus. I want to really uh, make a statement here as well. The Santa Claus 2 and 3 are abysmal and don't exist to me. They suck. Even 2? Even 2. You heard it here first. I love the premise. Like, I thought about this today. Looking at that. This premise is based off of Santa Claus. Whatever Santa Claus existed before Tim Allen's Santa Claus. Dying. In his house. Like, outside of his house brilliant it's a brilliant it's, concept it's great it's a brilliant movie number four mark um home alone home alone's my number four movie for christmas it's a great movie it's a wonderful movie yeah. it's classic yeah it's hard for me to fight it hard for me to fight it this this list feels interchangeable it feels interchangeable to me i mean next year the top my top six christmas movies could change it could be different yeah i think this I is gonna be christmas. a yearly thing i think we're gonna have to check in every year um number four for me is the grinch starring jim carrey this is so much better than the cartoon Grinch. And again, I feel like I'm speaking blasphemy. I'm, I'm really having some hot takes within my takes. <laughs> this Grinch is better than the original Grinch. Ron Howard absolutely destroys this movie. Great job. Number three, Mark. Um, Claws from Netflix. Oh, Mark. I, you, this is you where you and Claws? I disagree. I have. I am so not high on Claws like you, Robbie, and Jared are. I think it's a, it's a wholesome movie, I feel like. It's wholesome, but I wouldn't even put it on my list. I wouldn't even put it in honorable mentions. I, That's I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not going to argue I know. With you. I'm, I'm shocked that people like it so much. Number three for me will well, be give, Elf. Hang, for me, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're but good. For me and the Infinity Rose Universe, will you give it a watch during your Christmas season? A Probably. With the family? Yeah, okay. I would imagine we'll, re- we'll see. I mean, we got a lot we got to get through. I mean, you're listing these movies. We got to get through all these. You're right. If Klaus can make it, I mean... That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for Sarah. She did not like Klaus. She just didn't like it outright. Number 3 is Elf. I don't have to I don't have to defend Elf. Classic movie. I thought it almost graced my top 5. It's like I I could watch that movie in July. That's how much that movie is enjoyable. Fun fact about Elf, that is the movie that got John Favreau Iron Man 1. Mark, I, isn't that nuts? Isn't that nuts Infinity Bros universe? It's not nuts. It's not it's, at all. It makes complete sense. When you um, watch that movie, it makes complete sense. My number two is Jim Carrey's uh, uh, Howard's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes, Mark. It's, a cla- I, it's like one of my... Like, is I it, all, is a it a perfect movies. movie? It's close to being a perfect movie. It'd be a six out of six in my book. And it's like a movie I, I remember seeing in theaters, because I think it came out in 2000. The year 2000. 
And I had it on VHS. I'm pretty sure it's still in VHS somewhere in my mom's house. So, love it. I still have the disc box for the DVD. Um, it is, it's green. It did come out the year 2000. Great call, Mark. Well, I remember because wow. it's such a great movie. You're really good at the years. It's it's what I, it's what I provide. Like, I just throw years out. Like, what was the movie earlier that I said two years old? Oh, uh, oh the gosh. R.I.P.D. Um, R.I.P.D. I thought it was way younger than it was. And I was like, nah, man, it's 2013. <laughs> you were like, no, dude, that was, that was a long time ago. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas is my number two. This, this is a aesthetic, man. This is a feeling. This movie is just wonderful. I feel Short like with all the Charlie Brown movies, I just missed watching them in my childhood yeah, or just didn't just care a, it's about them. Cause it's pure like your nostalgia. Yeah. And that's pure where like nostalgia. the argument with, uh, with the princess bride, like if you saw that as a young child, I think that's what sticks with you. It's a nostalgia factor. It moves on with you as an adult, where if you see it as an adult, like now, or probably like ten years after it came out, you're like, "Yeah, man, it's an okay movie, but like, it's not rock your socks off." Like, it might be if you saw it when you were ten and kept seeing it every year. The Princess Diaries is much better than The Princess Bride, that's and that's your opinion, that. and your opinion matters to some people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark, what is the number one Christmas movie of all My time? My number Mark one Christmas movie is Rankin and Bass's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's a wonderful film. Yes. One of Pure my nostalgia. And I, my mom or someone recorded on v, again, VHS, like when it was on TV and I need to go find it because it has some, I remember watching that and like, in my, like when I finally got it on DVD or Blu-ray, like in my mind, it's like, wait, there should be a break in this old Energizer bunny commercial. Like it's just cause I've, I watched it so many times on the VHS recording. So I need to bust it out for nostalgia factor. But yeah, my number one movie, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Wraith. Ra- Rankin and Bass's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's dynamite. It's a great movie. For me, I feel like I don't have to defend it. I don't think you have to defend your movie either, Mark. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. People love that movie. and I. This movie is stupid good. This movie is stupid good. Um, Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Juliette Lewis, directed by Jeremiah Chechik. Um, John Hughes. This John Hughes wrote this movie. This movie has so many one-liners. This movie is just absolutely dynamite. One of the best movies ever made, in my opinion, ever made. Um, but but the best best Christmas movie. In my family, in my house, it's a must-watch every year. It's a multiple must-watch every year time. Um, it's so good. Is that a must-watch like, with your like mom and dad? Is that like where you started first yeah, watching Yeah, but also it's – there's like we, – we bought the little mugs, uh, the moose mugs. That Chevy, like you and Sarah yeah, and my family Tim? did that okay. Chevy Chase had, um, in in the gotcha. scene with cousin Eddie, like we just we just love this movie. It's it's just I I think based off our family that's what makes it good. But what are your favorite Infi- in, uh, Christmas movies? Infinity Bros Universe. Make sure you share with us. Mark, do we have any Funko Pops we can give away? I was to say we'll probably just take on. I think that'll be our new our new history making event. Is we'll just have a giveaway at the end of the month so every every episode we put out you share it we'll add you to the list and we have to do christmas if you share all four you get four entries christmas like we'll do an end of month a christmas question for this one for sure like i want to know what your favorite christmas movie is. So you oh, okay how about this if you put your christmas you just share in the comments or need to quote tweet us oh, we'll do your favorite we'll movie do on there Make you'll sure get you two entries for mark thanks for coming that? on this uh, this was a jolly episode okay. i feel like you and i grew closer I, it it yeah. was it was Christmas filled. 
we did grow closer. Yes. I wish all six of us could have been here. We could enjoy Christmas together as, as early as as early as November first. Mark, as early as November first. Also, to would you? This is an editing question. Should I do a little jingle jangle during the top five, like a little I'm thinking of maybe doing that. Get a little festive feeling. Yes, of course you should. Okay, so if you're listening to this, you've heard it the whole time, but we're gonna we're gonna slap that in there. So this is where that idea came from. Mark, thank you so much for coming. Uh, and we'll, we'll see, obviously we'll see you later this week. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can check us out on Twitch. If you got the itch to Twitch, make sure you check us out on there. You can also go to theinfinitybros.com. As always, we love you guys, 3000, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>